He's Aaron. She's Elizabeth. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. And it's Grinch night. <laughs> or, you know, it's October. Oh, that's right. It's October 1st. October yes. 1st. <laughs> yes, it's not actually uh, Grinch night. No, not yet. But it will be soon because it's finally time to talk about Halloween. Yes, I've been pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing some more. It's really time, Aaron. I've pushed so much that my pusher is sore. Oh, solid. Right? Solid right. rhyme. Solid. <laughs> so, obviously, uh, as you can see from our um, preview image, that we're talking about something maybe not a ton of people have ever heard of. Uh, what do you think? Do you think that not a lot of people are aware of Grinch Night? I didn't know about it until only a few years ago. And that was because I showed you it. Exactly. Oh, interesting. So we're trying to help it be a little bit more widespread. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to give a little uh, synop, but why don't you uh, pull up some more factoids to share? Because as much as I was aware of this, and this was part of my uh, Halloween growing up as a child, <laughs> I know very little about it. We, you were asking me questions during it. I'm like, you know, I don't know, and I don't know, and I don't know. Uh, this, you know nothing. I know nothing. Um, so Grinch Night was done during that wonderful time where they were turning all of uh, Dr. Seuss's books and stories into animated shorts. 30 minutes, maybe. Pushing it. Like um, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Lorax. Um, didn't they do... Um, they had Grinch versus the Cat in the Hat. That was beyond. That was after this, but I thought there was one more. I thought they, like, Cat in the Hat. Was, did they ever do like Yertle the Turtle? Oh, Cat in the Hat. Yeah, yeah. that's the one I was thinking of. But, like Yertle the Turtle or anything like that. I don't know if they did any of that. Um, but Grinch Night, I believe you're gonna double check me on this, but Grinch Night does not come from any original uh, Sue's story. You can't buy the book of Grinch Night anywhere. Um, but I think that's why it's really cool because it's still, uh, Ted Geisel. It's still Dr. Seuss's story. It's still his direction and it's still his production. So he's still involved at this point with this, uh, story. So he chose to tell the story of Grinch Night, which I always thought suited the Grinch better than How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I love the How the Grinch Stole Christmas and I adore the message of it, but, uh, Grinch Night, it, uh, plays the game, uh, Imagine Whoville, a few months before Christmas. Just a nice fall day, all the Who's are enjoying themselves, and then they smell this sour sweet wind. When the sour sweet wind comes, it's Grinch night, and the Grinch descends from his mountain lair to wreak havoc upon the Who's, and it's like, what is going on? Because if all you know is how the Grinch stole Christmas, you're like, this is fan fiction, what are you doing? But it's Dr. Seuss doing it, so it's still a lot of fun. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's very much steeped in the time frame that it was made, uh, which it was made, uh, they stall for time, 1977. Yes. Which you can definitely feel in, like, every scene. It's the, the animation itself isn't bad, but it's not good either. Oh, it's that 70s Dr. Seuss animation. It's not trying to be Warner Brothers or Disney or anything. It's just... I have a I have an illustrated book. Turn the still pictures into moving ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, yeah. The the story is very simplistic. It's very this is what you're gonna get. 
but they don't necessarily do a bad job with it. It's so... For a half-hour special, I guess. It's its own thing. That's what's so crazy about it. You think of Dr. Seuss, you think of his made-up words, but there are so many, like, quotable and funny things <laughs> going on with this. Um, Let's see. There's the euphemism. Middle of the short, Uriah. the boy is like, uh, I gotta go to the euphemism. No one goes to the euphemism on a night like this. But what's the euphemism? <laughs> and then that, that's the joke. I love that joke. And um, every time I watch it, I always remember some other thing I love it, like the paraphernalia wagon, which is what the Grinch keeps all of his horrors in, but I love that they call it that. Um, I just love all the way they uh, play off how Uriah is the child. And he has Grandpa Josiah and his wife Mo yeah. Mariah and his siblings Obadiah and Bathiah and all, they all just and so they'll say, uh, yes, Uriah, what's that, Grandpa Josiah? And Grandpa Josiah said, yes, Uriah. Oh God, that got real old, really. I bad. love it to pieces. It's so terrible. It's not there. It's not necessary. But you can tell if it was written in a book. They'd have to have all of the rhyme schemes there anyway. You can, everything rhymes. Everything like plays to that narrative, um, which is why I think it's. Um, I always think it's weird when they put the songs in Dr. Seuss movies, and it makes sense because he rhymes. A rhyme scheme is a good point to start a song with. Um, but especially with a 22-minute short, the amount of songs they pack in is astonishing. It's way too much. So many unnecessary songs, but we were debating. Like, like the thing was, is too, is, is some of these songs are, like, maybe 20 to 30 seconds. Like, it's not a full-length song that you would hear, like, in a musical or, uh, you know, even just, you know, even playing it over normal, oh, like, where they maybe. play for, like, a minute, a minute and a half. These are like 20 seconds. It'll be like, one line song, one line song, one line said, one line song, and then it's the end. I wonder if maybe if those really short songs were just reprises of the main song. Yeah, like if they were somehow like... able to like make one song and each time they use the, they, they have like a a chorus or something like that, but every time a different character says it, it has a different context. Mm -hmm. Like, something like, um, and tonight is a, uh, a most, uh, uh, tonight is, uh, going to be, uh, is going to change everything. And it, like, you know, like, you could have the who people say it fearfully and, um, Zachariah, or sorry, uh, Eucariah actually saying it, like, like, he does. He's scared, but he's not sure what's gonna happen. And then, like the Grinch, and like saying, like, and tonight everything's going to change. Do, do. You know, like yeah, you I something get what like you're that. saying. That's a good like, idea. See, like that. That would have not tie only them been all together. yeah. That would have not only been a great way to have. They could. They could have like a full. Like they could change a couple lines, but have the same song repeated. That'd be an um, interesting way to do it. Um, yeah. I think that would help with the fat trimming. There really oh, isn't. There's... You think there wouldn't be a lot of fat in a 22-minute <sighs> short, but there's a lot of stuff that they could have the, trimmed away. The character of uh, McPherson, the the guy who's looking through the telescope, is 100% unnecessary. Oh, yeah, completely <laughs> unnecessary. Like, like, they could have looked through their own telescope to be like, exactly. what's going on up on the mountain? <laughs> like, if, the, they, if, you know, because they took How the Grinch Stole Christmas 
and they made it into a full-length movie. They took Lorax and, and they made shouldn't it have done a... that, and they shouldn't have done that. And... Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm a weird person because I kind of liked Jim Carrey as the Grinch. I know I'm one of the few people. Definitely have to do that for one of the Christmas movies, yeah, babe. I think, I think you're right. We might have to compare the two. Uh, but the, the thing is, is um, and actually they're remaking it again. <sighs> but, Guys. But, but. What? It was actually supposed to come out this year, but it's not because it doesn't want to compete with another Christmas movie that's coming out. There's another one that's coming, or it's coming out in 2018, but we're going to probably have to see it. What is it? Benedict Cumberbatch plays the Grinch. Ha! Is it 3D animated? I'm kind of getting yeah, really tired uh, of 3D, 3D animated. You know, uh, uh, Aub uh, Aubrey, Audrey, Gazelle, uh, Gisele, Gisele, um, Dr. Seuss's- Geisel, um, yes. Geisel, his wife. His wife. Um, after the atrocity that was the cat in the hat, um, said no more live action. Oh, I don't want it to be live action either. What I'm saying is I want it to be 2D animated. Yeah, I can... I, Seuss's yeah. work is so stylistic. It's kind of like when you look at Hercules, the Disney picture, and you're like, this looks so different than other Hercules pictures. What's going on? It's because they had this noted cartoonist come in to give them all sorts of crazy ideas to how to design the Greek gods. He had nothing to do with Greek uh, gods or Disney or anything. They're just like, come in, do some crazy-ass art, and we'll like play around with that, which is how you get these really cool character concepts. And I think that yeah. Dr. Seuss's artwork... If you see his artwork, he is he you know he used to be a war cartoonist. That's kind of where kind of where he got to start, kind of not. But he has a very distinct visual style that I don't think lends itself to three D animation. The one that worked it best was the Charlie Brown animated movie, not Great Pumpkin or them, but the one that the, came out most one, yeah. recently, Blue Sky, because they but had it. Didn't, it they didn't it do... was flat but three D, but not. And I like how they embraced... It's flat, but 3D, but not. But they yeah, embraced everything. Yeah, yeah. So I think with with The Grinch, I really do think that it'd be really cool. They've toned, they toned down the scariness of The Grinch in the animated short. Because in the book, he's a little bit he's a little bit more terrifying. Yeah. I, and he's not green, which could be, you know, fluffy. You don't, he doesn't, they don't play him fluffy. He, it's, these, it's these black and white illustrations with red pops of color everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's the thing, too, is that was kind of a stylistic choice, but Dr. Seuss actually helped make that choice in the original short. Yeah, he and was again, involved with all the shorts. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, but um, w with this one here, it's, um, it, it is certainly, I would already tell you that the, the, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the, that short is already worlds better than the other two. Than the other? Than the, this and the Cat in the Hat. It, the sh as the animated shorts. Yes, because the Grinch... I, oh, well, um, okay, well, I'll tell you, I agree with you, but that's because How the Grinch Stole Christmas is the best story of those three. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, Grinch Night or Halloween is Grinch Night, whatever the actual title is, is very... Uh, the story is very small. It's There's a nugget the of a story The story is a boy to... who gets lost and yeah. he has to stop this evil from hurting his town, and I think... We were talking while we were watching it. People keep telling Ukariah to put his glasses back on and face the facts. His grandfather says it. The Grinch says it. And yeah, I think, what's, what's, what's the big I obsession think with that? The point of it is that he becomes bold. And he's like, I could take off my glasses and not face it. But I'm going to have to face these scary things if I'm going to save my town. Yeah, he never tries to take off his glasses. In the, he accepts the reality yeah. of what's happening to him. And it makes him bolder and braver. 
So, um, so there's it's so what I'm saying is you are right. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is the best story because it has the most uplifting message at the end, and it tells a good moral. Cat in the Hat has always been a crazy different story than anything else out there for kids because it suggests that it's okay to make a mess, it's okay to let loose every once in a while, but no one enough is enough, and when to go yeah, back and be good. Up. Yeah, like that's a really crazy hard story uh, message to play to kids and to make into an animated short. It works in a book, but not this. <laughs> or a live action movie. Or uh, a live action movie. Why? Oh, oh why? Oh. Ugh. I think that was around the time I finally started was like being critical of movies or being being able to be critical about movies and it's like, oh my god, this movie's terrible. Yes. I love Mike Myers. Grinch Night, you could take 10 minutes of the fat and give it to even more of what is inside the paraphernalia wagon. Uh, actually, like, it's, because this is, uh, we, we just, we just rewatched it. And this is actually the second time we've watched, or second time that I've watched it. And even then, like, I felt like they were stretching to find more things to put in the paraphernalia or stretching to find things in this certain category to put in the paraphernalia truck. It's very, um, like, there are, so, there's some really cool visuals and there's some really cool ideas, but they kind of, like, they kind of keep in a weird section. They don't really ever go beyond it. There's not, in, I think it's because they didn't want to, like, go too outside of what Dr. Seuss would have. Like, I, I think they tried really hard to stay Seuss-esque. Or you Seuss can tell Seussy. some of the stills that flash up are his drawings. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's the guy who's drawing the eyes that way, so he drew some images that they just put in as stills yeah, in between some I, of the I'm, moving But I'm talking parts. about, like, like there's still, like, there's parts that, like, I think, I, I feel like I see the same thing over and over, but, like, one has a car horn vocal, and the other one is, like, a cat meow or something like that. Like, there's some really cool ones, like, uh, you but, can tell though that they like had to throw everything into this yeah, three minute segment. Ex exactly like I, like they and, but I felt like they were still they had parameters that they had to stick in with it. So and I don't think that they needed would need to expand upon that. And I mean like obviously give it a little bit more time and have a little bit more fun. Don't be as like flashing like boom 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 boom. I'll give each one just a little bit more time to bring up that creep factor, just even another notch. But then also you have this character who. Uh, the main character, Eukariah, who keeps taking off his glasses, will, like, actually have him have a reason, not just, like, oh, everything looks better without these glasses. Like, he takes them off and he actually feels more comfortable because they're too tight on his head or something like that. Oh, no, I see. I think Give him was... a little bit more motivation. No, I liked the, uh, I liked the, the subtle nod to that about how it's some, it's better when you can't see what's going on around you. You yeah, you look take, better without my glasses, Mr. Grinch. You don't have to take, you don't have to face the reality of your situation, which I think yeah. is an important lesson, underplayed perhaps. But, but uh, we can definitely cut out the Max song. The yeah. Max song can absolutely, it makes no sense. Kind of like, Where Are You Christmas? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, in fact, too, I could no, it was the pants story. Oh my god, the pants with nobody inside them. Oh my god, that brings back memories. Um, I thought... Oh, that was no. scary. 
I thought this was based on the book because I thought at the end he gets Max. Like, Max goes with him instead. I don't ever recall reading another Dr. Uh, Seuss book that had Max in it besides Grinch because that was his dog. No. That was weird. There was no... No, the pants with nobody inside them was just a, a character who looked like a bear who was walking around. And one day these pants with nobody inside them start following him around places and won't leave him alone and stalk him down streets. And it's... Really creepy. I can't so believe I forgot about that. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it is. It follows with pants. <laughs> it is so scary. <laughs> Coming summer 2018. It follows dot 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 with, with pants. pants. And it's just oh, it's so scary. Okay, so, so the 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 saving grace, the memorable reason that it's Grinch Night is one of my childhood remembrances, and the thing that. Fucked me up. Because this is one of those things that, like, stuck in my brain throughout all of childhood. Like, this is Creep Factor 101. And what we'll talk about with our next episode, what gave that just that, oh, it's a scary turn it off, sort of, but I can't look away vibe, is the Grinch Knight song. When he opens up the paraphernalia wagon and everything just explodes out. Well, let's, let's, I don't think we've explained what the paraphernalia wagon is. Okay. So, so, with the whole synopsis, I mean, yeah, it's spoilers, but it's a 30-minute special. You can go it's watch it. It's on YouTube. <laughs> That's literally where we watch you it. You should so. definitely watch it. It's Halloween. It's yeah. Halloween. Exactly. This is definitely one to watch, like, especially like, with kids or something like that. You want something fun to watch. Or maybe a drinking game. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the, uh, Eukariah has to go and use the euphemism. Um, so which good. that is a fairly witty lie. Like that, I that might be the wittiest thing about this whole. Because even when you explain it to kids, it's got two meanings again. Like yeah. it's continually funny, no matter yeah, how you spell like, it. it. It's like a like a, a hydra. Every time you cut off the head, another one. It's like every time you finish the punchline, another setups happen. So, um, with, uh, so he tries to go and use a euphemism, but all, apparently only weighs like pounds and gets blown away in the wind. That's Cyrus Suit Win, a strong man. However, I do think there is something to say if the whole story takes place on a snowflake and how the Grinch stole Christmas as said with a live action interpretation, maybe the Who's are just really small. I definitely see like flowers that are twice as tall as them acting like trees in this world. So maybe this, this whole thing from accounting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Who show up a lot. So maybe the Who's are just really small things that live on really small that, ecosystems. That movie needs to be an episode because Horton. I I actually really liked that I movie, did so. like Horton, but I think we like it for Steve Carell. We like it for well, Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. We like it for all the fun stuff. There's a lot of fat to be cut from that movie as well. Yeah, I could see that a little bit, but I, I still think we need to it's watch funny, it. It's funny, but not Dr. Seuss funny. Like, this is Dr. Seuss funny. You can tell Dr. Seuss yeah. has his hand in everything. Keep this? playing the 66 cents line. God. Keep playing the, yes, Josiah? Yes, Eukariah? Oh, God. No, that wasn't a, that wasn't a joke. That was just poor writing. Because it, nah, it's not a, it's repetition. Like in a book, in a book, you will have blah, 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 said Mary. Blah, blah, blah. But Dr. Seuss doesn't Joe, do that. It, and it's like, and then, but like, wait. There's a rhyme scheme in Dr. Seuss books. They have to play it that way. Uh, it's for kids' sake. So, if you say the same sounds again and again. It's so it, unnecessary, though. It's like. I it, love it, it. It, like, immediately, like, for a story that kind of would drag at times anyways, it immediately feels like it's walking through mud. <laughs> Um, or ink if you, uh, but anyway, watch in the Ink Machine. Yeah, but the Grinch, who is magic, straight up magic in this world. Yeah, because he makes himself, like, tiny and then, like, huge, and then never does it ever again. Ever, ever, he ever. He makes his eyebrows fly. Oh, God, the eyebrows. That was weird AF. So cool. Oh, my gosh. That, that's my, that's my sense of scary. Like, Aaron has a totally different sense of scary. Aaron, like, finds that's... puzzles and traps, and I just, <laughs> like, real weird-ass imagery. <laughs> 
So, uh, but he gets blown away. He gets blown up the mountain somehow. And then... Um, he has to stop the Grinch coming down the mountain yeah. with his paraphernalia wagon, which until the end, you just see it banging and things trying to escape from inside it. Just this unassuming wagon being pulled by Max the dog and who God knows what's inside it. Can you imagine like... Okay, so say in a world... Um, in a world... In a world that we have... Um, the this new Halloween Stole Christmas. It's coming out in 2018, whether we like it or not. Um, can you imagine it actually gets some critical reception? Like, they're like, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch did a good job, or the writing was decent, or the music wasn't that bad. You know, like, where it actually gets enough of a good rating that they want to make a sequel, and they do this and with it. You know... I was actually thinking while watching this that this would be a great VR experience. Oh, all they do is spooky, creepy yeah. things send you into the paraphernalia wagon. Freak out! I would not be able to sleep for days. Like I, uh, it's really funny. This, Liz brings this up. It's like I have been um, getting into VR stuff as of like I've got like a very kind of low tech. Uh, headset for my phone, but I've done a couple demos for like an Oculus and um, the the Vive, um, and both of them have been great. But like now, I want one, but I, I have not the technology to wield it, if you will. Oh, so, and yeah, I've been getting into it. The glasses could even play into it. You're allowed to cover your eyes to take off your glasses, but when you do that, your health deteriorates. So you ah. have to look at the scary stuff or you die. Game developers, get on this now. This is a great idea. So, uh, <laughs> you couldn't turn Grinch Knight into an hour and a half long special, and I don't want them to. No, I can see it being an hour, but you that's the problem that's the problem with all of these Grinch stories, like with Lorax, Horton Hears a Who and stuff like that. Well Horton Hears a Who is the most Horror Hears a Who has a very funny story because the first one is he hears the Who's and he saves them on their little fluff of flower. Yeah. The then, second one, he gets captured, put into a zoo, and uh, all because he won't leave this egg that he found. He's like, well, no one's guarding this egg. I guess I'll sit there and keep a watch for it until the mom gets back. Oh, no, the mom's a big of a, she's a huge dead weight. She's like, Horton, will you sell this egg for me while I go off? I'm just so tired of doing it. Yeah. Okay. And then he's like, I won't leave my post. I promised I would do this. And he hatches this egg. And the mom comes back. She's like, I am back. I can, I'll take over now. He's like, no, I, I, I raised this thing. It's mine. And it comes out as an elephant with wings. Yeah. And I'm like, this is amazing. It was, <laughs> it, uh, yeah. So, but the thing is, is the, the story for the, the movie was fairly natural. But it, with the Lorax, they had to make another story, a, a kind of environmental story, to build off of the initial story. Um, they, they had and like, give it you know, a happy just, ending instead of an ambiguous one, which yeah. is the great wonder and, and of the story. And that might again, that might be another episode. Hmm. We might have like we might have a Doctor Seuss. Doctor Seuss might be fine. No, no, like no, a month. Wow. Because we could do Horton Hears a Who, Lorax. Uh, I mean, that's two already. Yeah. So we, I'm sure we can find... Oh, Cat Matt. Oh, fuck me. No, we're not <sighs> watching that. No, we could talk about it and tear it apart. No. Because so, um, we can compare it in uh, in that sense. But we have like a Dr. Seuss month or something. But um, so with that... but So if to turn it into like an hour to an hour and a half actual movie, you would have to expand the story. And that's the problem that you run into with Dr. Seuss things is because his story is so, his stories are usually so simplistic 
that it, they worked very well. But in the same time, if you add too much to it, it's not going to work as we saw like with Cat in the Hat. Because the Cat in the Hat was just, you know, this guy messing around with these kids and helping them to cut loose a little bit. But then they added this whole thing where the mother might get fired and Cat loses his hat. It's, I it, can't, it's so, but I like can't with the Grinch Knight, the Grinch Knight, you could, but at the same time, I don't know, I, I may detract from it. It works as a scary short. I don't know what you could do to make it more so. You'd have to, there's a great buildup. They have the great buildup of everything's nice in Whoville, and then this like little tenor note comes in, bing. And they all start sniffing the air. I wonder, but... And then everyone starts running for cover. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, it, something's it, going down. Going with more of a visual standpoint, yeah, you can you can base it off that way. But thinking more of an actual story slash writing standpoint, you basically have a third of a story here. I mean, it's because it's literally half an hour. But you have like a third of a story. And you still can trim away about 10 to 15 minutes of it. And that's, you know, half of it. So you've got... A little kernel of a story so how would you expand upon it would you literally just have it where there's not much story at all and leave it all for the visuals which isn't a bad idea but that you would have to make that decision and you had to stick with it so um i like how we were going to talk about halloween we're in, we're in like in like uh story writing and really you know i thought like we were going to talk about how we would adapt and to think that i saw it on mulberry street into a hour and a half long feature what do you think there's a story in there I never read that one, so... It's literally a counting story. It's, um, I saw one, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. And then the next uh, one is two elephants, three zebras, four circus carnies. Like, just, it keeps going and going and or, going. Or, uh, like, <laughs> coming in spring 2019, Mr. Brown can move, can you? And it's a psychological thriller. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> All right, here, let me... Coming fall 2019. Mr. Brown can move. Can you? I love it. Well, it's like, you know, it's, it's a problem. Pop on Pop becomes a dramedy where they have to, oh, the, the kids have to learn to love their parent and he's a single dad. And, and he's like, it's like uh, Dan in real life. Uh, uh, it's basically Dan in, it's basically Dan in real life, but animated okay no and, how about this um, keep it and short you know the turtle is actually a, um uh a uh uh a hyperbole of um uh the world war ii oh wait ah uh, no that is the butter battle book no butter battle book is uh a a the symbolism it is evoking is of the Cold War between the United States and Russia. In the Butter Battle book, uh, one guy throws something over the wall, hits the other guy. He's like, well, I'll show him. And he comes back with this bigger weapon. And he's like, well, okay, I'll come back with this. Literally, they are building bigger and bigger weapons until they are both crouched on their sides of the wall with the just most giant world-destroying machines just staring at each other, waiting for the day that one of them decides to make the move and blow the other side because then they'll launch theirs too and the whole thing is going to come tumbling down. So that, but that's Cold War. That is a Cold War Okay, allegory. but Your Little Turtle is a... Thinly, thinly veiled uh, uh, metaphor for World War Two. Yeah, yeah come, you said I'm not tall enough. I need to be taller in the pond. Come stand yeah. underneath me. But you said uh, you said no, 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 and then like went back and I was like, oh, 
Uh, but that's Sorry, I forgot how many war analogies there are in Dr. Seuss books. Well, it's not like, what was it, the Sneasels or the Snitches or the... The, uh, the Sneetches. Sneetches. With, with stars upon bars. Yeah, like, that's not a thinly veiled metaphor for racism or anything. Absolutely not. What gave you such an idea? <laughs> so, uh, let's get back to the topic at hand. Um, uh, horror anthology, Grinch Knight, Pants with Nobody Inside Them, and, oh, there's another scary one. I think Butter Battle Book is scary enough on its own. That one's a good one. I mean, like, it's scary for an adult, but not so much for a kid, whereas the other two can be scary for a kid. Um, I don't know. Um, Dr. Seuss isn't essentially scary. Creepy, I would absolutely say, but not scary, but... Not growing up with Grinch Knight, what did you think the first time I showed this to you? Uh, I was bored for most of it. Until we got to Grinch Knight, until, right? until Until it got to the, the paraphernalia wagon. Um, it's, uh, it, it, it kind of makes it worthwhile, um, but at the same time... They sing it so great. They just gotta, you go right, you it's so creepy and they build it up right with the, the strings going on low and then everything starts neon flashing and the characters come on and it's like oh like, yeah it gets like thrown in the middle of like this like weird kkk cold yeah looking, these looking birds cold. these white looking yeah. bird people like things. a mix between uh the doctors from the uh the renaissance like the plague doctors and uh yeah and uh, the KKK And people. then him just floating and... in the boat with this giant thing with eyes just floating after him. Like, yeah. Dr. Seuss and eyes. Like, eyes really freak me out. You know this because I talk to you about Pan's Labyrinth all the time and how the thing yeah. with, the hand, with the eyes in his hands gave me nightmares. Stop it. Like, seriously, even miming that is scary as hell. Uh, yeah, it's like, that's the problem with imaginations is sometimes they run wild. Oh, yeah. So, Dr. Seuss and eyes, like, he is... Crazy good, just drawing yeah. really creepy looking things. Because they have um, uh, one point, like he's like underwater, but not really. And there's like this weird mechanical cra uh, lobster thing that's like chasing after him. He doesn't have a mouth, doesn't have ears. Never, eat, no like mouth, that, just eyes. eyes. Just yeah. hello there. Yeah, it like... reminds me. Did you ever read the uh, sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? No. Okay, so Didn't the really sequel. Know there was one. The sequel to that is the great elevator, the great glass elevator, wherein they take the elevator to space. I am not kidding you. Roald Dahl wrote a sequel to this, wherein there's no chocolate factory. It's just him, Willy Wonka, and all of his relatives still in the bed in the great glass elevator going into space. The point I bring up is that there are these aliens that are like just these floating dripping balls of ink and all they are are just eyes in these dripping balls of ink just floating around looking at them and it is and they have illustrations in the book too that look just like the ones in Grinch Night. It's just so freaky. Another d uh, terrifying book from my childhood. So anyways... <laughs> You know, you go on tangents. I'm allowed to go on tangents. I know. I was just like, I was, it was kind of fun letting you go. So, how about this? Um, do you think that people should watch It's Grinch Night for Halloween fun? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, it kind of takes place in the fall time anyway, so it works out. Um, kind of like what we were saying with the the previous episode. Coraline was can be a Halloween movie. Because it's creepy and it deals with some kind of like thrilling elements, but Paranorman 
almost is a Halloween movie because it definitely takes place in fall. It's creepy, and you get that that kind of that that long sunset, long shadows with leaves on the ground. That kind of that kind of feeling. You definitely get that. It's all oranges and reds yeah. and yellows. They really play with the colors. And then this color of the sky when it's crunch nice, just like this mauve maroon yeah. off-tone thing that's very, very cool. So, I, yeah, I would absolutely say that. And especially if you've got kids maybe under the age of like 12 and you want to watch something kind of fun with them. I'm not even sure when it was. I definitely watched it as a child, but I don't even know how my mom found it to buy the VHS <laughs> for us to watch. The VHS, by the way, is an orange plastic VHS. Oh, kind of like Harriet the Spy. Yeah, back in the time when you could do that. Yeah, there's, I know there's more than one that was orange. So. I heard it was yellow. I also had a copy of Harriet the Spy. No, I thought it was orange because of Nick. I thought it was yellow because of her jacket. I thought it was orange because it was Nick. Shall I look it up? <laughs> no, okay. I think it's fun just to argue about it. Like, you don't have the internet. <laughs> I can literally uh, call on Alexa right now. So. Yeah, don't say that. Like, she starts picking up on things, even when I don't say her name. She'll just call from the other room. Did you mean this? And like, <laughs> shush, I did not call you. No. <laughs> Stop no. it. Now that's creepy right there. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, I would definitely say that. Um, I'm glad. Because for me, it's always a bit of a risk. Those nostalgic things that you come across later in your life. Like, I remember this. And it was, tr it, it was truly memorable because it was really good. Or really scary or really bad and you wonder is it really everything you thought it was when you watch it again well like uh that's actually for me that's the uh the raggedy ann movie that they did that does look very creepy. because i never really watched much i don't, I don't remember much of it because uh my dad actually used to work for a company in town called the Chocolate Factory, yeah. which has actually changed its name as of late, which makes me a little sad, but hope. I just they... went there the other day. They had all of these amazing molds for the chocolate. They had a PS4 controller, and they that, had little Millennium okay. Falcons, which was pretty that, cool. That, that makes me feel good because they were starting to kind of get away with that. Like, it's like, this place used to be huge. Like, it had two to three storefronts. And, like, this giant production area. And that's where I got to kind of not necessarily run around, but that's where I got to hang out. And I remember one point, they like they had this, like, storage area that was open, but, like, not really. And, like, somehow they set up a TV and a bat, I mean, like, a beanbag back there. And I watched this movie. I don't even remember how I found it or anything like that. But all I can remember from the movie is, like, the giant, like, sweets, that like, embodiment of sweets that, like, keeps eating itself. Yeah. Like I all I could remember was that. And I actually and I in and actually listeners uh, for those uh you know two or three people that listen to this. Um <laughs> the for Oh our, Aaron, you saw us short. It's at least five. Okay. So the five people that listen to this, I watched a movie uh a long, a long, 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 long time ago. I wanna say Early 90s. Oh, are you going to be sourcing? Are you sourcing a question that you can't remember the name of for a movie and see if anyone actually knows it? Yeah, I don't. I mean, like, it more than likely nobody's going to be able to help me out. Like, this is going to be have to where I go on Reddit, Reddit, uh, tip of my tongue type thing. But, like, I remember this movie where, um, the bad guy gets turned into good at the end, which, okay, okay, that describes a lot. There is this kind of outside entity almost kind of like a poseidon um ruler of the sea that literally sleeps on a waterbed that has fish in it 
Yeah. And then... Like a goofy movie. Kind of like a goofy movie type thing, yeah. But I, I specifically remember that, like, it, the animation wasn't that great, but I remember the scene, like, the last scene. The hero, who I believe was a artist that in this world could make things come to life. Not like Harold and the Purple Crayon or, like, um, Chalk Zone, which was a great show, by the way. Um, it was more like he would paint something and, like, it became physical but it, like he couldn't like create people, he could create like things. Again, I, I'm sure the I don't remember the animation being that great, but I remember like those three key elements. Oh, and the final sh or like the final shot of the hero leaving is like the the villain who's like shorter and like like squattier. I remember he had like a goatee or like a mustache, kind of like a Danny DeVito typing type looking thing. Like they're all like holding hands and like singing and rocking back and forth. He's got like this big dumb grin on his face because he's been turned good or something like that. And the hero's like walking away like sad. But I don't remember anything else of this movie. Which sounds interesting. Yeah, like I can't, I, because like with the, the Raggedy Ann movie, I only remember these certain scenes. Like I don't remember much else from the movie. Yeah, I get you. I, I do remember after I watched that movie, every time I kept seeing a fan on, <clears throat> excuse me, a fan with like lights or a light at the bottom with the, the two, um, Hanging the, the, the pull, pull cords. Yeah, the pull cords. I kept imagining those as um uh as like things getting sucked into a portal. <laughs> so sorry, completely off tangent. Uh, this uh like Raggedy Ann was kind of one of those movies that 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 movie and even though I still have yet to watch it as an adult or even as a teenager, uh, it was one of those kind of weird movies. Uh, one of the one of the movies that we will be discussing uh later on. Yeah, uh, I didn't mention it. I yeah. wanted to. We're, we're not going to mention it. We're going to leave it as a surprise. That one is definitely like one from my childhood. I found it at Which a... is hysterical to me because when we talk about it, we're going to be talking about the show versus the, 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 and yeah, yeah, the show, the movie, the... Short. The short. Thank you. The short. Yeah. In comparison to the book that it's based off of, which yeah. is what I had, I didn't even know there was something based yeah. off it. Yeah, that's it's yeah, we uh it's gonna be a fun kind of time to discuss that one. So um but yeah, I, uh, show it to your kids, yeah. muck them up, <laughs> make them have really weird fascination with eyeballs for the rest of their lives. <laughs> Like an either an eye phobia or an eye fetish. <laughs> it was. It's really a lot of fun. Your kids will like it because of the repetition. Yeah, the songs are silly and stupid, and your kids will probably start singing them afterwards. They're hummable, very yeah. hummable. The tunes are hummable. The words are stupid. Um, but I, yeah, absolutely, I would say check it out. Get 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 your kids involved and have a fun little Halloween night. Like carve pumpkins and throw this on in the background. There'll be so many things they'll start uh, quoting. They'll start being like, oh, there's that sour sweet wind in the air, those hack and cracks. Can we can we start saying that like um uh the can we start saying that uh, I got to go hit the euphemism or Please, gotta... can we make that part of our canon? Yeah, I could I could oh, I could be okay with that. I got I got to go to the goodness. euphemism. So um, oh, I did. I forgot to do one thing, though. Oh, what's that? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on the show. Oh, my goodness, yes. I can't believe we haven't invited him sooner. Yes, I'm surprised. So, um... He hasn't been in anything nearly polarizing enough yet. No, we, we, we usually, we see him in something we, we like. It. We both like, even, 
even the bloated Hobbit trilogy, he was clearly the best I part of it. Still have yet to watch the Hobbit with, trilogy. Uh, uh, Martin Freeman, who yeah, but is again, a great Bilbo. Again, I have not seen the Hobbit trilogy. It's so. worth seeing for those scenes of him and the dragon. It's it's super cool. Well, I've watched the Stephen Colbert interview of him, and it's that's I all love, it's, and that's all I need. I love that they did that for him because he is the biggest Tolkien nerd. And yeah. It was so cool for them well, to do what, that. Well, what else to get him besides an interview with Smog? Yeah. You know, schmaug. Schmaug. <laughs> so, um, do you want to do a review? Or, sorry, not a review, a rating? Are you sure? Because we could just start the review all over again. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, Nostalgia Me wants to give it a perfect score. Oh, God, but it's not a perfect score. I will say, however, with, in much the same way that certain scenes of Cinderella 3 make up for all the bad, <laughs> I will say that the beginning and end of Grinch Night. Okay. <laughs> he just jumps out the window. Oh my god! If you haven't, go um, listen to our Disney review. It's just uh, okay. the best. Um, I I love all of the quotability and the scenes at the beginning and at the end, and even some of the middle scenes make it work. The songs are well mostly unnecessary, except for the beginning and the end. Um. So I would say, and it's only 22 minutes, so that's, it's like, it's hard to hate something or get really critical about 22 minutes of film. So I am going to give it, I, I can't totally turn away from my nostalgia. Gotta give it a four out of five. Oh my God, you, you heard that right. heart. You got right. Yeah. That is way too generous in my mind. All right. Okay. 3.5. 3.5 out of five. Okay. I... I mean, I wasn't gonna say change it because you know you're really you're you're hurting me, Smalls. You didn't grow up with this, so yeah, that's true. When we talk that about stuff that you grew up with, and I'm like, this Ugh. is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, okay, okay. So, so four out of five. Four out of five. Okay, well that's gonna lower mine slightly, not uh, not a full. Don't one, base but... it on me. <laughs> um, I was thinking it's like because watching it the second time, I, I appreciated it just a little bit more. Um, I was able to kind of ignore it because. It wasn't as fresh, you know. Um, ignore some of the more glaring flaws that I saw the first time. Um, and I would have to say... Uh, uh, try to decide between... Yes. All right, then a two. Wow. Either... either uh, so what are those two points for? Two or 2.5. Well, so what, what are the two points for? Like, what is what makes it good? Oh, um, the the imagination in the paraphernalia wagon definitely is um definitely is a lot of fun and i would actually say that's like worth 1.5 because there's at one point there's like these things that like almost look like arches with feet and like they From just they're very they're, far yeah, away yeah they're super far away and you're like oh okay no big deal and then like they step and they're like immediately like right like close to the camera frame almost so it's it's incredible like how like imaginative that these could be and then the other half is to actually see the Grinch in another thing beyond the He's stupid the Grinch Grinches the cat in the hat yeah or, that was uh, never very good they, they took all the humor out of him and made him a mama's boy for some reason this yeah, is more stupid. fun it's like what would your mother say mom <laughs> it's like taking the evil out of Maleficent she literally harnesses the powers of hell so don't make her relatable now <laughs> yeah but I still had a weird appreciation for that movie. I liked Maleficent, but I don't appreciate it for what it did to the original character. The original Maleficent is aces, 
top-notch, great Disney villain. You don't need to change your character. It's great. She's just evil. I love it. She turns into a freaking dragon. You literally, we, we were driving home tonight, and you're like, I hate it when the villain is just bad and the hero no, no, no. is just Dis- good. The point of Disney, early Disney, is to create really crazy simplicity so that you can really tell a emotional story. Yes, in real life, no one is truly all evil or all good. Snow White is way too nice, and the queen is way too evil. And it's all very simple. That is Giselle, you fool. But I think... Was that really? Yeah, I it was. Snow White. No, I'm wishing, I'm wishing for the one I love. You know that the woman who was the... I don't know if she was the voice actress, but the, the body... Yep. actress for that lives in Knoxville. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, and actually, um, I used to work with her best friend's granddaughter. Do you think we could do, like, a Snow White review and have her come on the show? Uh, if she would ever do a thing, we don't have enough credentials, and if we would have, hey, actually even want to do this would be our first credentials. I would love to talk to someone from early Disney. Uh, no, She's we, just as important, because that was back in the day when they were pretty much just like, they were filming and having the actresses pretty much act it out and then tracing over yeah. it as close to rotoscope as you get without rotoscoping for the main human characters. Yeah. So, I would love to talk to her. Well, yeah, let's let's build our credentials and our uh, popularity. Never let them know, Aaron. Bit. 30 years from now, when we're all billionaires living in our golden yachts, we'll say to ourselves, when did we ever think we wouldn't be making money off a podcast? Come give me that look. Don't you give me that look? So I hope you appreciate that I I'm, I've let like so many seconds of dead silence. It's gonna make this podcast so awkward. Uh, I really do appreciate the visual gags in an entirely non-visual medium. It it really does make everything all the better. <laughs> you have to use your imagination. Yeah. It's like a radio drama. So, oh my goodness, is that a storm outside? <laughs> oh my goodness, it's lightning! <laughs> Oh my wolves in the neighborhood. It reminds me of the uh, the thing in Wonderworks. The yeah. sound thing. This this girl, she gets me into Wonderworks. Uh, I'd never been before, and she'd been at least one time beforehand. And she gets me into this thing that's like it's a sensory deprivation thing. But it's not that bad. It's just you get sit in like a little booth and you have speakers on either side of you so they play with your and you can't um, see yeah you can't see so you you're hearing everything and it starts off as like uh like what if it would be like if a man was making some food oh mamma mia making some making a big old pizza (laughs) and it's like it starts off real like innocent and you're like okay not a big deal and then it goes into like this scary story about you and like your friends invading a haunted house that may or may not have a werewolf inside of yep. it. And your friends being dumbasses and running and like, I think he's gone. Never gone. <coughs> Never gone. He just walked by. But I think he's gone now. Never talk. Never talk. Oh my god. It's, they were, I'm like, I, like the entire time, I'm like, you guys are freaking idiots. <sighs> but it's kind of like that where it's like, where that's, sorry. That's what it reminded me of. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but uh, they had um, uh, yeah. What were we talking about? Uh, ratings. Ratings, right, right. So uh, 
two and then uh, four, so uh, six. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. That is highly respectable. This is not the best piece of cinema. Oh, God, no. But <laughs> it is very cherished for my childhood. It's fun to see the Grinch. It is highly quotable for all the fun things it does. And the paraphernalia wagon scenes are just crazy fun. Excuse me while I go hit the euphemism. I know, exactly. <laughs> so um, Before you do that, let's do some plugs. All right, yeah. And again, we forgot to... It's to, never going to happen, we're, Aaron. We, we did it we, once we were supposed to and put never a again. Note. We were supposed to put a note on the microphone <laughs> and we forgot. That's note. Um, so, uh, Liz, why don't you do the plugs? Okay. Uh, we are on Facebook at Married to the Idea. Twitter at Married Number Two. The idea. You can email us at marriedtheideareviews at gmail.com. And we are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Yeah, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud too, so that way you we get do. updates. We get a lot of little hearts. We, oh, no, that, well, that's for liking, which which yeah. we still want likes, but uh, it'd be good if we had some like people who are actually like following us. I know a few people do. Yes. Um, if we've hit 10, I'd be surprised. But Well, it's always cool to have someone who likes listening to you. And I know that. Uh, like to comment on the Facebook page. We always do hints about what the next week's episode is going to be, so it's fun for people to guess. And we we are trying. Um, we're going to try something fun this month where we're we're doing just a little bit more. So I won't give much away, but we're trying to do. We're, we're trying a to, lot of movies to get through, yeah, guys. Yeah, Halloween. Like I like it's, uh, I kind of said in the last podcast, I was like, I'm really excited about Halloween and October and um, getting you know getting through a lot of these different movies and getting to talk about them. So, mm -hmm. uh, movies and TV shows. And books. And books. We're kind of running through the gamut. So, we'll have to... We might actually have to do a video game or something else out there, too. So I've seen some people releasing uh, Spotify playlists for things. Maybe we should make a little Halloween Spotify list for the listeners. Oh, I, I, have, a, I have a Halloween playlist. Well, you should share it with them. Oh, God. It's, yeah, it's it's like the most quintessential Halloween October songs you can think you of. You have like, to put Grinch Night on it for me, though. If I can find it. I know. That's like the thing about it. There are... There's about three or four of the things that we are going to talk about this month that will have some sort of music that if I can find it or if it's on uh, Spotify, so... There are a lot of... I really... I'm always amazed by the things that manage to slip through the cracks that you think no one else knows about, and then you talk about them. People are like, yes, oh my gosh, I remember this. Well, like, uh, yeah, okay, so uh, how I mentioned Reddit tip of my tongue, Liz and I, for our honeymoon, we were very incredibly lucky to be able to go down to Orlando, and we went to Disney World, because, That of was course, my childhood. Not, yeah, because that's her childhood. So, um, but the night before, we're sitting in our hotel room, and I'm like, I remember watching this video about kids getting to go to Disney, I think it was Disneyland, but getting to get to, getting, get, able to go to Disney. California, Di Disneyland gets a lot of love, but I'm sorry, it is small fish I've now compared been, to Disney I've been World. to both, and I think you're right, but I would have to go back to go, go back to Disneyland, so, but Disney World uh, these kids get to go to Disney, and I remember they're being there to see songs and stuff like that. And it turns out they helped uh, Reddit, the tip of my tongue uh, subreddit, helped me find this video. And it's and Liz can attest to this. As soon as like the little preview thing came on, I was shuddering because I'm like, all oh, the nostalgia. I had the exact same reaction when we were halfway through our day at Disney, and we went to go watch the parade, and I started weeping openly. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I think the the biggest piece of nostalgia for you was uh, the Tiki Room. 
Oh, yeah, God, that's one like, of the first ones we did. Uh, it was so much the fun. The Hall of Presidents was the very first that one we did. That was the first one we did. So I told Aaron, he's like, are you sure? I'm like, trust me, there's a reason that it's still here. Yeah, there, there's absolutely a reason that it's... It, it, it's it, There's an abs absolutely a reason that it's still working as well as it is. Yeah. It really actually... They is, gave it love. They need to, unfortunately, give the uh, Haunted Mansion enough love yeah they, get, they did not give it enough love they, they do what what they do with it instead of giving it more love is now they've changed it whenever october rolls around it becomes a nightmare before christmas theme yeah. ride and that's fine but they need to tighten it up because hall of presidents is pretty much no mistakes like yeah there are no like all oh, the the animatronic like boo. people make jokes of like the animatronics Four scant. It's not like that. And seven they, years ago, the Imagineers it's not, it's actually very well done. Well, because like, they make a new president every life, year, they yeah. make it look real well, every good. Every four, every four years. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, and actually, I would say if they don't give the same kind of love to uh, uh, Haunted Mansion, the uh, World of Tomorrow, or the the one that where you go around, yeah, that one needs a little bit of an update. Not. What they do in them is the animatronics need just, and like the futuristic part needs to be updated just a bit. Just a bit. It's so funny because it's, it's the futuristic from the eighties. Because we can't even imagine how fast technology has escalated. Like the growth rate is astonishing. So anything we could have imagined even ten years ago looks silly by today's standards. Yeah, like um back in two thousand seven, like you know the the fact that we have cell phones that aren't just cell phones that they're cell phones that have music and a camera and all this and all that when we to back in 2007 we had to have a cell phone and an ipod and a camera yeah like my camera now was better than my camera back then and it's astonishing and mine is now two generations old so yeah. um it's it's very yeah it's it's absolutely astounding so um, weren't we trying to wrap up? <laughs> I feel like we were, and I very uh, optimistically said, yeah, half an hour show, half an hour episode. Yeah. What fools we were. Well, we, we we probably only spent about half an hour, 25 minutes on the actual thing itself, but we went on so many different tangents. Dr. Seuss remakes and Disney yeah. World and so many things. <laughs> this is, But we, uh, we were trying to talk about Halloween as well, and Liz and I both, this is one of our favorite uh, holidays with um, the the time. I love the 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 atmosphere of Halloween, the the feelings, the you know the sh kind of shorter days, the longer shadows, the um, crisper air at night, the um, uh, just starting to have to bundle up, the the costumes, the the movies, the shows, everything. I just I love this feeling. So good feeling. And you of course love it because you get to decorate for fall. Uh, decorating and dressing up are two of my favorite things. So yeah, <laughs> two of my favorite things. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, we're, we're we're very excited. This month is already uh, shaping up to be very uh, a very fun time. We've got a shit ton that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. um, we've got uh, we're in a pirate festival, which is uh, not this weekend, but uh, well, it wasn't this last weekend. Sorry, it's the weekend after. Or this upcoming weekend. God, I always do this with weekends. I don't know why. My, I always say, like, next weekend, my parents are like, you mean this weekend? Because it's already Monday. I'm like, son of a bitch. Um, 
But with uh, with Halloween, we're, we've got some really fun things on Doc, which we've now completely figured out our schedule. You know, yes. <laughs> this late in the game, but we, we, we did get it figured out. We, we know what we're going to do every week um, and when, pretty much, so. <laughs> um, but I think I've ranted on long enough. Have you? Maybe. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Absolutely. Sort of. Definitely just stop. Yeah. Quit while you're ahead. Yeah, probably. Uh, if I'm even ahead. Quit while I'm behind. So, uh, until our next video, or sorry. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever done that. And we can't also record video for these. Do you know how little time I have to edit? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, until the next time, she's been Elizabeth. He's been Aaron. And, and we're, we're married, married to, to the, the idea. idea. And it's a wonderful night for eyebrows.